Welcome back to Squared Sports Lane Frank Podcast. On the loose this podcast, Lane Frank, we're not episode number 54, but yes, we're 54 episodes through and we got action-packed episode play for you. The World Series is set. We had a great week of college football and NFL. NBA's back up and so much more. Stay tuned for Squared Sports Lane Frank, episode number 54. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode number 54, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. We got so much news going on in the NBA. NBA season's officially up, everybody. Nets lost an opening night, and the Lakers lost an opening night. Lakers started out the season 0-2, got a nice one against the Grizzlies, 1-2 now. But just, the team wasn't doing great. We got a Lakers segment coming up, so I don't want to spoil that yet. But let's move over to the East Coast area by the Bulls of Chicago. What a great start they're off to. Undefeated. DeMar DeRozan. Lonzo Ball had a triple-double also. Zach Levine. Nikola Vucevic. This is a top... 15 team in the NBA. You say top 13. You could go as far as top 10, top 7. Top 5 would want to be crazy if you're a dire Bulls fan. But this team's rolling at the right time. Bulls are off to a great start this season. Okay, Billy Donovan, Donovan's guys, guys believing. DeMar DeRozan's a great player in mix this. Okay, you know, let me throw a fun stat out here. Zach Levine, in his three years with the Bulls, what's it been, three years, has already hit more threes He's the, than Michael Jordan did. Michael Jordan had 581 career threes. Zach Levine already has more than that with his tenure with the Bulls. Zach Levine has more than 581 threes. In three years with the Bulls. Zach Levine's been great with the Bulls. Hasn't just been a dunker. Has been a better three-point shooter with the Bulls than he was with Minnesota. Has he been ever in his career? And you know what I mean? The three-point cost probably, you can argue he's been a better three-point shooter than he has been a dunker. In Chicago, he's not just a dunker anymore, Zach Levine. Consider him more than that. Zach Levine's an all-star player. He's a great player, Zach Levine. He's worthy of an all-star this year. I know it's only five games in the season, but the Bulls, off to a great start, gonna make the playoffs this year. No debate about it. But let's more to the Boston Celtics, everybody. Okay, I know they lost an opening night, and I was so happy to see them lose an opening night. They showed a fight, though. They showed a resilience, and they've been playing great since then. Jason Tatum had 41 points the other night. Jalen Brown had 30 points the other night. Just a great game, okay? This team is rolling at the right time. Celtics are playing great, okay? Jason Tatum's playing great. Jalen Brown's playing great. When did you see Jalen Brown drop 30 points and Jason Tatum drop 41 points in the same night last year? It was rare. And if they did, they had it lost, or just there wasn't enough team chemistry. Something went wrong, okay? We've seen that, like, twice in the first five games of the season. This team's rolling. They're playing well. Boston Celtics, they're about leaving. They're looking like a great team to start the season. A top 10 team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics, everybody. Okay, let's switch things over to the NFL here. The New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football, everybody, go up against the Seattle Seahawks, and they won 13 10. Okay, Saints aren't going to kill you with offense. They're not going to kill you with offense. And they're probably not going to kill you with defense either. Okay, they're not a Super Bowl contending team, but they're a playoff contending team. They can win a wild card game. They can't win a divisional round games. They're going to have to go up against the Bucks. They're going to have to go up against the Cardinals, the Packers, some elite team, and they won't win that. But just interesting stuff here. Saints are a really, really good team in the NFL, playing pretty well. You know, Saints only have two losses on the season there, but one to the Giants, which, you know, was, they just gave that game away. They were up by a lot late in the game, then Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones played well. You know, you get a lot Daniel Jones, 400 yards. You really outplayed them for three and a half quarters of that game. They kind of just implode the last five minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime. But interesting stuff going on in New Orleans. What a great game by New Orleans Saints. And on the Seahawks side, everybody, okay, Geno Smith's not playing great. And you know what I'm thinking? Jacob Eason. We love to talk about Jacob Eason in the train can talks, everybody. We did a lot when the Colts controversy was going on with Carson Wentz being hurt and everything. And then Jacob Eason gets cut this week, and he gets signed by the Seattle Seahawks. I want to see Jacob Eason in the starting quarterback this team. I really do. I believe in Jacob Eason. I think Jacob Eason could be a great quarterback in the NFL. And I think he's a bigger upgrade. Geno Smith. I'm sorry. Seahawks are not making the playoffs with Geno Smith. Okay. You can win. You're not going to win a game with Geno Smith, and it's going to be too late when Russell comes back. Russell's going to come back, and the team's not going to do well. It's not going to be 100%. Something's going to go wrong here. Something's going to go wrong because they're not playing well right now, and then they're going to rush Russ back. Something's going to happen. It's not going to be good. Then you're going to be out of the playoff race, even if you win every game with Russell Wilson. 
which will not happen. That's all I'm trying to see. Seahawks struggling a lot right now. You know in our team struggling a lot right now? The Kansas City Chiefs, everybody. What happened? I said, oh, the Chiefs, when we did score sports NFL game the last week, I said the Chiefs are going to win this game. But if they lose this game, we got some serious talking to do. Now's that time for serious talking. You got slaughtered, hammered, crushed, demolished. So many other words. Chiefs got demolished and smacked around on Sunday, everybody. Okay, you let Derrick Henry have pretty much more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, everybody else in that Chiefs team. They played horrible. Patrick Mahomes, I know you got hurt in the lane of the game. That doesn't excuse you for scoring five, six points through the first, like, four quarters of that game, three quarters of that game, three and a half quarters of that game, whatever it might have been. Offense was, like, terrible, okay? I know offense was just abysmal in that game. Defense was abysmal. And we know Titans don't have a good defense at all. You know, they had a really bad defense last year. Taylor Wan is out for the season. Caleb Farley, their first-round pick, was out for the season. All happening this week. Injuries, they're not going to play in this game, you know? And then we think, oh, Chiefs are going to win this game because, you know, Titans are depleted. They don't have a great defense. Derrick Henry, they might shut them down. Even if the Chiefs' defense doesn't show up, the Chiefs' offense can make up for it. Chiefs' offense didn't make up for anything. Chiefs' defense employed. Titans' defense made them look like the 98 Bears. Okay, that's what the Chiefs made the Titans look like. One of the best defenses in the NFL history because they just played great in that game. This is an elite offense, the Chiefs. Not this season, though. Chiefs imploded on Sunday. That's my thoughts right there. That's the serious talking we got there about the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Miami Dolphins, everybody. Okay, we got Tua Deshaun Watson segment coming up because the Deshaun Watson rumors are swirling around again. Is it going to go to the Eagles? Is it going to be the Panthers? Is it going to be the Dolphins? Who's it going to be? She'll be the Dolphins. We'll talk about it later. But just interesting stuff going on in Miami. Tua didn't really play that bad. He didn't play terrible. Okay? He did not play terrible against Falcons. But he could have made some throws that could have won that game. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say. Could have won that game. He had a bad interception in the fourth quarter. Just a couple bad things going on in Miami right now. Only one win on the season. Good six losses last season. You have six losses through your first seven games this season. All I'm trying to say you have one win in the season in the first game of the season by one point to a rookie quarterback in his first career game. Miami, like I said last week, think, think, some things need to be figured out there. Is it Chris Greer? Is it Brian Flores? Is it two? Is it somebody else? Defense, whatever I'm trying to say, whatever it is. Miami Dolphins are in deep trouble, everybody. All right, but let's take things over to a happier note here. The Cincinnati Bengals go up against my best team in the NFL, not anymore, Baltimore Ravens, and they slaughter them. CJ Uzama played great. Joe Burrow played great. Joe Mixon had a good game, but Jamar Chase, everybody, 200 yards. We love to say, oh, Penny Sewell should have been that pick. I still thought Penny Sewell should have been that pick up until this week. Jamar Chase Premier, he's been a good blocker. He had 200 yards this week. And you know what he said before the season? Oh, all the Bengals receiving records, I don't even care about them. I'm going to break them all. He's pretty much already broken them, okay? He will break them. He's already broke, I think it's halfway point most yards in the season by a Bengals wide receiver. That's just amazing. Jamar Chase is amazing. The Bengals are amazing. We're going to have a Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua, 2020 quarterback draft segment coming up later in this episode. But that's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, let's on the score support 10 to fuck Andrew, everybody. We were 500 last week. We won 3-3. Three and three. Not good at all. Let's get that perfect record this week. Let's all pay to it. Dolphins, Bills, not Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football's Packers, Cardinals. You know, we're picking out the game of the week at the end of the segment. But Dolphins, Bills, not a, I mean, just not a great game. Bills won 30 to nothing last time they played. 30 plus nothing, whatever it was. Okay, Bills blew them out. I expect the same result this time with Tua this time. And then we can blame it on Tua. Going to get your seventh loss this season after having only six last year. And you hit your seventh loss of the season. You go to 1-7 through the first eight games of the season. And you only had six losses. 
All of last season. I'm trying to say everybody. Okay. Dolphins, not a great team. I expect the Bills to slaughter them in this one. Steelers, Browns, everybody. Okay, it's going to be a good game. Is Baker going to play? Is he not? I think Baker finds a way to play this game. You know, there's going to be rumors that all week. Okay. After this game, all week, it's going to be if they lose. OG, OBJ is going to get traded. OBJ is going to get traded because the trade deadline's this week, everybody. After this week is the trade deadline. Is it going to be Deshaun Watson? Is it going to be OBJ? Is it going to be somebody else on this team? That's what I'm trying to say here. I think the Browns find a way to win this one. Give me the Browns. 49ers, Bears, everybody. Okay, battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Okay, Trailers might start this game, actually. Okay, Kyle Shanahan got asked this week. He said, Jimmy did some good things for us, but we're still weighing all our options. If Trey Lance is healthy, he's starting this game. No doubt about it. That sounded like a coach who wants to start his rookie quarterback. Nothing to lose. You can win this game against a lousy Bears team. We got slaughtered last week, like I said they would. Lost 35-3. But I think the 49ers find a way to win this one with Trey Lance at quarterback. Showed he is a better quarterback than Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Okay, Justin Fields might not be in the league in five years. I know it's a hot take. But he's struggled so far his rookie season. If you struggle next season, then you got some things to worry about. Obviously, he's not going to have the off-the-field issues like Dwayne Haskins did, but just interesting stuff going on in that Bears locker room. Okay, maybe you should just be tied. Hey, Justin, let's see you a little bit. You're getting banged up. You're getting in too much. You're causing too many turnovers. You're just worsening yourself, worsening the team right now. Let's start Andy Dalton again, Nick Foles, whatever it might be. That gives them the best chance to win. That gives you the best chance to make a wild card, whatever it might be. They're even shooting that for that anymore. But give me the 49ers in this one. No bit about it. Okay, tell you this quote, server. This is going to be a good game. Colts had a good one last week. Sunday night football against the 49ers on the road. Rough weather conditions. And the Titans, great one. Great winning excuse. Titans are a top five team in the NFL. We got top five coming up here. Top five teams in the NFL. Just, and I'm definitely including the Titans in this one. And that one. But in this one, I got the Titans winning. They won last time. They won again. Give me the Titans in this one. Patriots, Chargers, everybody. Okay, this one's not going to be in LA. It's going to be in Foxborough. What happened in LA last year was a massacre. 45 to nothing, the Patriots won against a rookie. Justin Herbert. I know Justin Herbert's not a rookie anymore. And I hate to say this, but Chargers earned their third loss this season. This Patriots team looking great so far. Bill Belichick finds his way to suffocate Justin Herbert. Okay, he did that last year. He got pressure on him. I think he gets pressure on him again with an improved defense. Improved defense. Matthew Drew and all these new guys. I think the Patriots find a way to win this one. Not as big as last year, but still win this one. Let's go 2013. Give me the Patriots. Buccaneers, Saints, everybody. Okay, Saints are a good team. This is an underrated game. But I do think... Buccaneers advance to 7-1 on the season. Give me the Buccaneers this one over the Saints. Packers, Cardinals, the game of the week in the NFL. Okay, this going to be a great game. It is. Packers banged up a little bit. Alan Lazard's not going to play. Devontae Adams isn't going to play. Their defense is banged up. But even with that defense banged up, I saw Rashawn Gary play great once. If he plays in this game. Mark my words. The Green Bay Packers are going to win this one. Call me crazy. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers over the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. The Packers are a sneaky 5-1, everybody. A sneaky 5-1. That's what I'm trying to say. They have one loss in the season in the first game of the season. I'm giving them a pass. Okay, I've seen enough of them to give them a pass. I wasn't going to give them a pass after week one, after week two, after week three, after week four, and even week five. Okay, but now I think it's time we can slide them a little bit. I think the Packers are a great team. I think Aaron Jones can come up closer in this one. It's going to be a shootout. The key in this game take away the pack the Cardinals red zone offense okay Cardinals are deadly in the red zone you took away Washington's red zone offense they got in the red zone a lot I think they only scored one touchdown in the red zone you got the Taylor Heineke uh miscue or whatever and then you got fumbles everything going on Packers red zone defense was great last week show up again shut down the running game with Chase Evans take away the Cardinals rushing ability with Chase Evans and then try and contain Kyler Murray a little bit you're not going to contain this offense to two touchdowns three touchdowns you're probably going to give up four or maybe five 
but you have to stay in the game. You have to get good runs. You have to get good runs from Aaron Jones. You have to get good runs from Aaron Rodgers. You have to win this game to still be a top five team in the NFL. And I think they are a top five team in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers are going to win this one, everybody. No to be about That's about for Squared Sports NFL game this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, top five. This week's top five, everybody. It's a good one. Top five teams in the NFL. Okay. We had, we've done this a couple weeks ago, okay? And it's been shaking up since then. We got the Cowboys entering. We got the Titans entering. We got the Packers re-entering when they were the preseason favorite to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. It's the Buccaneers. And now it is. But here's my top five teams in the NFL. Let's hop into Number five off of fresh back-to-back wins against the Chiefs and a couple other teams. Okay, Titans are off to a great streak right now. After that tough loss to Jets, I'd give them a pass on that tough loss to Jets. Okay, Zach Wilson exploded. You were without your two best receivers, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. You got a great one against the Bills two weeks ago. You got a great one against the Chiefs this week. I think Titans are one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best. Pack, the Titans are the fifth best team in the NFL. Not a bit bad. Number four, let's move to the NFC least, everybody. Cowboys carrying the NFC East right now, but... I got Dallas Cowboys as the fourth best team in the NFL off a of bye week if Trayvon Diggs can finally cover someone and not get it. Okay, because with Trayvon Diggs, it's either 75-yard touchdown or it's a pick six. That's it. That's what it's going to be. That's what it is. Trayvon Diggs, very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. But he is one of the top DBs in the game right now. Cowboys, fourth best team in the NFL. Dax rolling, Zeke's rolling. They are. Cowboys, fourth best team in the NFL. Number three, the Arizona Colonels. Okay, I was really thinking, hey, let's put the Dallas Cowboys number three. Dak Prescott in a playoff game. I'm taking the Cowboys. I am. Okay. Dak Prescott has more experience than Kyler. He's more poised than Kyler. I think, let me say it right. Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Kyler. In some eyes, that's a hot take. Some eyes, that's not. Most people's eyes, it's a hot take. But Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Kyler. No debate about it. In a playoff game, Cowboys will win. But right now, Undefe- only undefeated team in the NFL. I gotta put the Arizona Cardinals at number three. I gotta put the Arizona Cardinals at number three. Now, number two, second best team in the NFL. I said the Packers are re-entering top five. I said the Packers will defeat the Arizona Cardinals in Thursday Night Football. So that's why I'm putting the Green Bay Packers moving to 6-1 and one on the season. The second best team in the NFL. No debate about it, but okay, this is an amazing team. An amazing team. Okay, yeah, Aaron Jones are going back. Yo, Sean Gary finally proven to be a good at player in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I can run through a lot of names here. Zadarius Smith, Alan Lazard, Marcus Valdez-Scantle, Robert Tunyon, a bunch of other guys. This is a great team right now. Green Bay Packers rolling at the right time. Second best team in the NFL, Green Bay Packers. Now, number one, who's the best team in the NFL? Kind of obvious here, but let me give you a hint. They're led by a 44-year-old quarterback. The oldest player in the NFL right now. Okay, he had... He had a 600 touchdown pass to his career this week, and he had a 35-3 dominating win over the Chicago Bears. You guessed it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady are the best team in that fall. You can say, oh, why do you have the Cardinals at three and not at one? Why do you have Titans solo? Why do you have this team solo? Why isn't this team in the top five? I don't care. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best team in that fall. They are. They are. That's what I'm trying to say here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best team in that fall. No debate about it. That's part of the top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, I didn't know, but this week's Danny Knows, didn't know Clay Thompson, okay, got snubbed off the NBA Top 75 list, the 75 best players of all time, and he was livid about it. Everybody was livid about it, and I even was. Okay, Clay Thompson is a Top 75 player in NBA history. No debate that. But did you know Clay Thompson has tripled the amount of threes that Michael Jordan had in his whole entire career? Michael Jordan had 581 threes in his entire career. 
Clay Thompson is almost at 2,000 career threes. Everybody. That's mind-boggling. It is. Clay Thompson has triple the math threes that Michael Jordan had his whole entire career. Not trying to say, oh, Clay Thompson's a better player than Michael Jordan was. He was a better three-point shooter. You can argue that. You can definitely argue that. Clay Thompson definitely should be on the top 75. Do you think Clay Thompson should be on the NBA top 75? And didn't know that? Leave that in the comments section. That's about for you to know this weekend. Okay, Deshaun Watson, everybody. We talk about him a lot on this show. We do. Okay. You know, is he going to play this season? Is he? Is he? Isn't. All right. He's a top five quarterback in the NFL in all honesty. He is a top five quarterback in the NFL. All right. Obviously not this season with everything going on. But there's Steph. He not He's going to get traded to the Panthers this week. He's going to get traded to the Dolphins this week. Brian Flores wants him. Everybody wants him. Brian Flores even said to Tua, it's your team right now. Keyword, right now. That's what I'm trying to say. Brian Flores is pretty much hinting at everybody. Deshaun Watson is going to be a, the quarterback of this team in two weeks, probably. That's what I'm trying to say. Deshaun Watson won't be Houston Texan in two weeks. He's either going to be a Panther, he's going to be a Bronco, or he's going to be a Miami Dolphin. I think the right move here, Deshaun Watson, and for the Dolphins, is picking up Deshaun Watson. Everybody. All right, the price has decreased drastically from what, because you pretty much have some leverage here now, okay, than when you did back in March, April, February, whatever it was. Okay, Deshaun Watson, Alma. Everything going on here. I think this is perfect for the Dolphins. You give up two first-round picks, per se. You give up Xavier Howard, and you give up somebody else. Because in then in the draft, you rebuild that defense. Go on Matt Rule. Pick all the defense players like Matt Rule did in his first year as the Panthers head coach. And then do something else. So you then you got a core for next year. We're done with this year with the Miami Dolphins. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan or an NFL fan, NFL reporter or anything, and you think Miami Dolphins have a chance, they have a 1-6 in six record. They're not winning this week. So that goes to 1-7. The best you can do is 10-7. Mm, probably not make the playoffs, the 10-7 record. And honestly, you're probably not. And then you're obviously going to lose a couple more games down the line. Okay, you are. This Miami Dolphins team is not a good team right now. But pick up Deshaun Watson. If everything gets figured out here, I think that's a perfect fit. That's my thoughts on Deshaun Watson's me here. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for that this week. Okay, around the bases, everybody. The World Series is set. We got Astros, we got Braves. Okay, back in July, early August, the Braves were 10 games out of the NL East. There was no shot at the World Series. There was no shot at the playoffs. You got Ron Cunha, your best player, out for the rest of the season and the next season. But we see her now in October, and they're in the World Series, everybody. They won the NL East, made a crazy comeback in that division. Made a crazy series against the Dodgers. Okay, that was, that was a very fun series to watch. And then on the Astros side, what a great season they had. Overcoming everything. You know, I know it's a little bit bittersweet for the Astros. They probably want to play the Dodgers because then if you beat the Dodgers in the World Series, it's like, oh, yeah, Dodgers fans, you can't talk any trash to us anymore about the cheating stuff. We beat you in another World Series. Without cheating. At least we hope. But um, interesting stuff going on here. This is going to be a great World Series. Here's my World Series prediction. Let's hop into it. Last year... We got our World Series prediction right, and we got our World Series MVP right. So let's do it again this year. I got the Astros winning this World Series in five games, everybody. It's going to be a great series. Okay, Freddie Freeman, if he can come up clutch in this series, then if the pitching can come up clutch, if everything can come up clutch for the Braves in this series, they're going to win it. But I don't think that happens. I think Freddie might get a little bit anxious. Stuff's going to happen here, and I think they might struggle. I think they're only going to win one game, probably in Atlanta. Just bad game. I'm comparing it to the 2015 World Series where it was Royals, Mets, okay, a lot of the games were close, and then the Mets kind of just blew a bunch of them sometimes. They had big leads, and now they blew them all. But I am taking the Astros to win the World Series this year, and my World Series MVP is, drum roll please, 
Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros, everybody. I think left fielder. I think he wins World Series MVP, everybody. No debate about that. That's about for around the bases this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for my World Series prediction. Houston Astros, your 2021-2022 World Series prediction by Squared Sports. That's about for around the bases this week. Okay, College Football Showcase, everybody. You know how we roll. We do our top 25, and then we do our games of the week. Let's hop into our top 25 of the league right here. Number one, Georgia. Two, Cincinnati. Stand number two. Three, Oklahoma. Four, Alabama. Number five, Michigan. Number six, Ohio State. Number seven, Michigan State. So the top of seven, not changing. Number eight, Ole Miss. Number nine, Oregon. Number 10, Wake Forest. Number 11, Texas A&M. Number 12, Iowa. Number 13, Notre Dame. Number 14, Kentucky. 15, Pitt. 16, Oklahoma State. 17, Baylor. 18, SMU. 19, Auburn. 20, Coastal Carolina. 21, Penn State. 22, Iowa State. 23, UTSA. 24, San Diego State. And 25, Virginia Cavaliers, everybody. Okay, let's run through it. Virginia Tech, 5-2 on the season. I'm ranking them number 25. San Diego State, earning my respect now. Undefeated in the season. He hopping into our top 25. UTSA, number 23, got a big clash with UTEP next week. UTEP, 6-1. UTSA's undefeated. College game that might be there. A bunch of things going on there. But UTSA, 23rd best team in the country. Our scored sports rankings. Iowa State getting back in the top 25 rankings for the first time. It seems like forever after a nice win. Against Oklahoma State last week. Penn State's going at number 21. Coastal Carolina's moving down after a loss. 19 Auburn, 18 SMU, 17 Baylor moving back up things here. Oklahoma State moving down to 16. Everybody, after a rough loss to Iowa State, everybody, you could say question them, call it then, but, you know, tough decisions. Number 15, Pitt. I still do think Pitt is the best team in the ACC right now, but, I mean, I think they will win the ACC, but we got to give Wake Forest our respect for being unfeated. Pitt is number 15. 14, Kentucky. Notre Dame staying at 13, everybody. Okay, they moved up a little bit. They moved up a little bit after a nice win against USC. Number 10, Wake Forest. Okay, undefeated right now. Had a 70-56 win over Army last week. Just a great win. Oregon had a good win against UCLA. They're moving up to number 9. Michigan State, number 7. Got a great clash with Michigan this week. I am so excited for that game. Oh, yeah, Alabama staying at number 4. Top 7, like I said, staying the same. But that's about top 25 this week. We got our huge. Okay, after next week, the college football playoff rankings come out. So we're going to do our Squirt Sports Top 25 rankings. When we don't care about what conference you we don't care if you're undefeated or not. So it's just going to be our Top 25, full-on 25 best teams in the country ranking. Not if, not over resumes, not over anything else. So Georgia, still going to probably be number one unless something crazy happens. But Cincinnati, you might see change from number two next week. You might see something crazy going on. But that's about for my Top 25 this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, College Boys Showcase Part 2, Games of the Week, everybody. You know, we're all lock of the week to start with the week. Utah is a favorite over UCLA. Utah lost this week. So do UCLA. But they put up a fight against Oregon. Utah lost to Oregon State, a much worse team than Oregon. Oregon's a top 10 team in the country. UCLA is a lock over Utah in this one. No debate about it. I'm taking UCLA in this one. Now, the Game of the Week. Oh, boy, this is going to be an awesome showdown. Paul Bunyan trophy game. It's going to be a trophy game. We got my Michigan Wolverines going up against the lousy Michigan State Spartans. Number five team in the country in our rankings versus number seven team in the country in our rankings in the Michigan State Spartans. But this is going to be a clash. It's going to be an amazing game. It's in East Lansing. Jim Harbaugh has never lost in East Lansing as a player and as a coach. He's struggling in the big house versus Michigan State, but not as a player. Okay. Paul Bunyan's coming over, everybody. That's my pick. Paul Bunyan's coming home to Michigan. We're bringing him back. Ann Arbor, bringing him back to Ann Arbor. Michigan wins this battle 
wins this amazing game, amazing showdown versus Michigan State. I'm taking my Michigan Wolverines in this one over the Michigan State Spartans. Here's the keys to the game, everybody. Run the ball from the Michigan Wolverines, and you got to contain the run on the Michigan State side. You got to contain Kenneth Walker, and you got to run the ball you're the Michigan Wolverines here. That's what, that's key to the game. Blake Corman and Saul Haskins. Playing great. The best running back duo in the country. The best two-headed, two-headed monster in the country. Those two are. Kenneth Walker just shut him down. Shut him down. He's played one big, t- he's played a couple big 10 teams here. Has struggled. He struggled against Indiana. I expect the same against Michigan this week. That's my key to the game. And then we lose, Michigan loses if Caden McNamara loses the game for them. You win if Caden McNamara just, you know, Caden McNamara doesn't have to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. He just has to take care of the ball. If Caden McNamara doesn't take care of the ball, causes turnovers, which has only happened once this year, he only has one turnover in his whole entire career, Caden McNamara, you win the game. Caden McNamara, take care of the ball, and you win the game. But you saw in the Nebraska game, he threw his first career interception. Nebraska got a touchdown next play. We got out of the game for a little bit there, and then we hopped back into it. Michigan Wolverines hopped back into that game. Caden McNamara showed up a little bit later in the fourth quarter. But just take care of the ball, Caden McNamara. You don't need to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. You can get the running game going. That's what you need in this one. You need to contain the run. This overrated Michigan State team, in my opinion, not going to be number seven. After this week, they won't be. That's about for College Post Showcase this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section and go blue, everybody. Okay, this or that, everybody. What was the last time we did this or that? We haven't done this or that in a while, everybody. Making a return this week. Making a return for episode 54. This or that, everybody. Let's hop into it. We're going to make a mix of MLB, NFL, college football, NBA, and let's hop into it. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, two 2020 NFL draft quarterbacks. You know, you don't want to judge a quarterback after their first game in the NFL. You don't want to judge a quarterback after their first season in the NFL. You can judge them a little bit more, but not as much. And then you don't want to judge them as much as the third or second season. But when you're in the midway of the second season, all those passes go away. In my opinion, they do. We're in the middle of the second season for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And right now, I've always been the Justin Herbert train. I have. I said it before the 2020 NFL draft. I said it after last season. I said it two weeks ago. But I'm flipping my pick now. Joe Burrow shows pocket presence. He shows amazing presence. Okay, because if you gave Joe Burrow Justin Herbert's surroundings, I think Joe Burrow's a top five quarterback, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL if he is not right. Okay, but Joe Burrow, because Justin Herbert probably has the better team than the Bengals right now. I'm just going to say it right there. Chargers are better than the Bengals right now, but I think Joe Burrow is better than Justin Herbert as of right now. Pains me to say it, but Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. Jets are the Giants, everybody. Who is a better future? It's not over this year because that's just, that's just tough to choose right now, but who has a better future, Jets or the Giants? Okay, you asked me before last week. I'm saying Jets, Jets, Jets. Now I'm saying Giants. Go Big Blue. Okay. Okay. Giants had a good one last week. Jan- Daniel Jones finally showing some resilience. Maybe trade Saquon Barkley in the offseason. Get, maybe get some things going here. Okay. Maybe Giants can make a run. I know Jabril Peppers going to be out for the rest of the season. Got put on the IR this week. I get to really trade and everything. Probably going to trade Jabril Peppers in the offseason. I would hate to see that with my Michigan guys getting traded for my favorite team in the NFL. But Giants, in my opinion, right now, do have a better future than the New York Jets. Dolphins, Patriots, everybody, right now, who's the better team? It's the Patriots. It's not even close. This Patriots team blew the Jets out of the water last week. And I think if they played the Dolphins right now, they would do the same. Patriots are a better team than the Dolphins. No debate about it. Bulls, Clippers, everybody. Okay, this is kind of an interesting one. This is just for this season. Now, Kawhi Leonard, are the Clippers a better team than the Bulls? You think of things. Well, the Bulls do have a superstar in Marder Rosen. Well, the Bulls do have a Gary Rim protector in Nikola Vucevic. The Bulls do have a elite three-point shooter in Zach Levine. And the Bulls do have a pretty solid point guard in Lonzo Ball. I'm taking the Bulls in this one, everybody. 
little bit about it, in my opinion. The Bulls are a better team this season than the LA Clippers. Debate me not, you can. Bulls are. Now, the last one here. Notre Dame or Oregon. Okay, two teams pretty much pretty similar in the rankings. I have them 13, and I have Oregon 9. Okay, I have Notre Dame 13, Oregon number 9. But Notre Dame, if, you know, let's go fully healthy here. So you got, you got Kyle Hamilton playing in this game. It's a neutral side game. Let's think about it. Neutral side game. I'm taking Notre Dame this one. Okay, I think Kyron Williams can go off if Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't shut him down. I think something like that weird is going to happen. I do think Notre Dame is a better team than Oregon right now. I think the running game, if they play a neutral site fielder right now, I'm taking Notre Dame in that one. No debate about it. That's about for this or that this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, that's the last question. This week's question is, who will be the biggest star trade at the NFL trade deadline? Will it be Deshaun Watson? Will it be somebody else? Will it be Odell Beckham Jr.? Or will it be somebody else? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for question this week. That's about for Squared Sports Land Frank, episode 54. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, number 55. Stay tuned.